0: everybody, we are here. No Hope Radio, Dave Therrien. Glad to have you come along today. We're in a series entitled Souped Up Christians. Getting souped up for the Christian way of life. Oh yeah. You can be a jalopy, you can be a toy car. You can be souped up. Start your engines. Buckle up. We're going to learn today how to get souped up. As a follower of Christ, I want us to see today that for uh, a vehicle to be souped up, it must be perfectly tuned up, right? Got to check the timing, the spark plugs, the wires. Got to put in some good fuel. Tuning goes on in other areas as well. Did you ever think? Of God tuning you up for His glory? Oh. That's what we're going to talk about today. Tuned up so we can be souped up. Okay, let's take a look at the, the practical side of this, okay? Think about the harp right? Many instruments have to be tuned up, All right? A harp, that seems like a pretty difficult instrument to tune up, wouldn't you say? I would think so. You know why? It's a lot of strings. Oh, yeah, a lot of strings there. But when the harp is tuned, you know what happens? The strings are tightened, and they're tightened so much that you would think that they're going to break, They just keep mm, mm, tightening those babies. When the spring is being tuned, it quivers, as if it's in pain. And then the note is perfectly pitched when it vibrates. If the note is sharp or flat, then it's not a real note at all. It's not real. The harpist strikes it again listening very carefully for the melody. That's what he does. Now, close your eyes, not if you're driving, though, and imagine this tuned harp being your life, being played for the glory of God. Imagine that you are the melody that God is enjoying. Did you ever see when a harpist gets ready to play, how he or she caresses the harp. The instrument is brought right in close. It's in almost an almost an enduring way. And the harpist smiles and gently and lovingly plays the melody. Could it be that is how God deals with us, that he's actually doing the very same thing, drawing us in nice and close? I believe that he wants to bring Christians to a perfect pitch. And that is where the most beautiful melody is made. But, wait a minute, before God can do that, you know how he finds us? As a mass of strings in anguish. Some too tight, some too loose, and when they're played, it's an ear sore. <laughs> right? Like an eyesore, only for the ears. So he goes to work, tuning you, and perfecting you. And he strikes you once to see how you take the blow. Did it make a difference? Nope. Not yet. Strikes you again. You're getting closer. He bends over you tenderly, striking and listening. He continues to strike you until you reach that perfect pitch. That's what he does. You know, the Apostle Paul commented on something like this, where he said in Philippians 1 and verse 6, He who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. It's like the harpist tuning the harp. They're going to keep working at that tuning until it is perfect. And then when you are perfectly tuned, God is ready to play his melody. Oh, yes, he is. But how do you know when you're perfectly tuned? That's a good question. How do you know when you're at that place where God can play his beautiful melody through your life? Well, while God is tuning you, he's looking for that perfect sound, that one melodious strain that says, I am ready. And you know what that strain is? Here it comes. Not my will, but thine be done. There it is. There's that perfect pitch that God is looking for in all of His people. Not my will, Lord, but thine be done. You have now gone from perfect pitch to perfect will. The perfect will of God. Now, Loving you better than any harpist loves his harp, he lovingly draws you near to play his melody. He draws you close to his bosom. He gently holds you and begins his song. It's a beautiful song. You know why? Because you have let God tune you. You've submitted yourself to him. And he tightened those strings... Oh, you thought you were going to snap, but you didn't. And you let God have his way. But there are some people, they're not yet making the melody. They're in God's hands, but they refused to be tuned. They're like the clay in the potter's hands. It refuses to be pliable. Oh, he works it, and he works it, but to no avail he can then only smash it down and start all over again. And after doing that a couple of times, if the clay still doesn't cooperate, he just throws it out, gets a new batch, and goes to work again. Or some people are like, fragrant ointment, but a fly is in it. Huh. A fly in the ointment. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 1 says, Dead flies make a perfume oil stink. Ugh. Dead flies make a perfumer's oil stink. Think of it. Here's a bottle of very fragrant and expensive perfume. But it has to be thrown out. Why? There's a fly in it. What is this fly? Well, Solomon tells us a little foolishness is weightier than wisdom and honor. Foolishness is the fly. The more delicate the perfume, the more easily spoiled is the ointment. The higher a Christian's character, the more is hurt by their sinful ways. See, that's why reputation, man, it takes a lifetime to build a good reputation and a moment to destroy it. And the greater the reputation, the more sensitive it is. Did you know that? The more sensitive it becomes like that expensive perfume. The more expensive and valuable the perfume, the more sensitive it is to something spoiling it. And you think of your Christian testimony. Oh, you worked so hard to get there. And then, boom, one bad mistake. One wrong choice. It's all destroyed. That's why the higher the Christian's character, the more is hurt by their sinful ways. Now, common oil, that's not so liable. You don't expect much from common oil, right? You don't expect much from a carnal person. A carnal Christian can't really destroy the reputation because they don't have one. That's why. They don't have a good reputation. So we're thinking about, okay, do I want God to play a beautiful melody on my life? And if so, will I allow him to tune me? Another way that refuses to be tuned is our pride. Yeah, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 11:2 when pride comes, then comes dishonor. Nothing good follows pride. But with the humble is wisdom. I like that part. With the humble is wisdom. Now, what is pride? Pride is like yeah, arrogance, presumptuousness. Pride is like You can't tell me anything. I got it all figured out. Don't worry about me. I know it all. You can't tell me. You can't help me. I got it all figured out. that That's pride. Pride sees the world, but sees self as bigger than the world. Pride can even see God and can see self as bigger than God. Oh, yeah, God's okay. He's over there, but not as big as me. Oh, no. I'm in charge of this boat. I'm the captain of this ship. That's pride. Romans 12.3 says, Through the grace given to me, Paul is speaking. He says, Through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to be, oh, or not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think. That's good wisdom. Don't think too highly of yourself. Pride comes before the fall, right? Remember Nebuchadnezzar? He thought pretty highly of himself. Oh, yeah. He looked out over his kingdom. Aren't I something? Look at this kingdom that I have amassed. I am the greatest ruler in all the world. And God says, I'm going to tune you up a little bit, Nebuchadnezzar. And he struck him down with a disease. And Nebuchadnezzar became like an animal, eating straw, perspiring all the time. (laughs) What What kind of sickness is that where you just perspire all the time? They had to hide him away for seven years. And then finally... The Bible says he humbled himself and he came to his senses. And he acknowledged God. God, yep, God is bigger. God is bigger than even Nebuchadnezzar. And God restored him to his kingdom. And then you know what happened? Nebuchadnezzar's son took over the kingdom, Belteshazzar. He fell into the same trap. Oh, he thought it was all about him. He thought it was all about him. And God took the kingdom from him. He didn't even learn from his father. And maybe his father didn't pass it down. I don't know. But the point is, pride comes before the fall. But with the humble is wisdom. So a humble person, here it comes, can be tuned by God. You know all those difficult times in your life when you ask God to take it away? You know what you were saying? God, stop tuning me. Stop tuning me. I don't want you to play a melody with my life. Stop tuning me. The strings are getting way too tight. I don't like that song. And then we never came to a point where we were used for God's glory. Yes, the difficult times. Oh, they're difficult. No doubt it. That's right. But are they in the hands of God? Are they God's hands? Are they God's hands, tuning and making you His instrument, bringing you to perfect pitch, so He can play that beautiful melody that will bring Him glory? You think that's that could be happening? Jeremiah, the Old Testament prophet, you know what he said? Jeremiah eighteen two, he said, "Hey, he's talking about the Potter too." I went down to the potter's house. There he was, making something on the wheel. But the vessel that he was making of clay was spoiled in the hand of the potter. So he remade it into another vessel, as it pleased the potter to make. So it wouldn't cooperate. He was probably going to make a beautiful plate or bowl for the king. But the clay wouldn't cooperate. Maybe it had little stones in it or sticks. And they couldn't be removed. He couldn't get them out. So he made it into something else. He made it into something that wasn't quite as noble. It never arrived at his perfect will. It didn't arrive at the perfect will of the potter. But the instrument perfect pitch perfect will where do you want to be you got to be tuned up in order to be souped up okay so if you want to be in the perfect will of god you've got to let god bring you to perfect pitch and that means oh a tightening of the strings they get tighter and tighter and tight. Some of you that play guitar, you know. You tighten that string, and you tighten that string, and it's so taut. And sometimes, boom, it breaks. It snaps. It's too tight. But God never breaks the string, because God is God. God knows exactly when to stop turning the string to tighten it. He knows. He just knows. Listen, I'm going to bring you to perfect pitch. And then you'll be in my perfect will. And you will say, not my will, but your will be done. That's the perfect pitch, folks. That's the place God wants to bring us to. This, I believe, is what God has in mind for you and for me, for for people that call themselves followers of Christ. You know, I like that better. Everybody goes by the name Christian. What does that mean? Not much. But a Christ follower. That means I'm not just in name only, but my action lines up with my belief. I'm following Christ. Where he goes, I go. What he says, I hear. What he commands, I do. So you can consider yourself a Christian, okay. But how about a Christ follower? That, to me, that sounds a little more meaningful, a little more real when it comes to your faith. So God has in mind, He wants to tune you up. He can play a beautiful melody for His glory. Here's the question today. Are you willing to let Him tune you for His glory? That's the question. You know, a lot of people kind of like, if that clay wasn't cooperating with the potter. If the clay was alive and it didn't like what the potter was doing, it would jump off the wheel. But it can't. But there's a lot of people today, I think. Yeah, so-called Christians. They don't like what God is doing and they jump off the wheel. That's it. I'm done. I've had enough of this. And they go back to the world. And they do. And you know the interesting thing? They go back to the world And they think it's going to be better. It's never better. It's never better when you walk out on God. It might be temporarily joyful. Oh, but there's always a price to pay. Oh, yeah. So this tuning, it might feel like it's the end of you. You might feel like God is bringing you to an end. And it's like, this is it. I'm going to explode I can't take it anymore. It may put a terrible strain on you. You may even feel that one more turn, one more turn of that little knob, it's going to break you. And we cry out, God, stop, stop. But the divine harpist, remember this, he knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. I did a message years ago on what is called the plimsoll mark. You know what that is? You ever notice on a boat, there's a line going across the side of the boat. They call that the water line. And that line was invented by a guy named Plimsoll back in England. And it was for cargo ships. And when they loaded a cargo ship, they watched that line. And if the line went below the water, the cargo ship was overloaded and they had to remove some of the cargo. That was like the measuring line. Don't go beyond the plimsoll mark because the ship will sink. So that was the measurement for how much the ship could take. You and I have a plimsoll mark. God knows how much we can take. And He will not put on us that which will sink us or destroy us. He won't do it. We have to trust that God knows what he's doing. We have to trust that the divine harpist knows how he's tuning, how he's preparing you. He's not hurting you. He's preparing you for his melody. He wants to play a beautiful melody that will bring joy to all Who hear it. Your life in God's hands will bring joy to all who know you, to all who see you. Now, isn't that worth God doing his work in you, on your heart? You think it's worth it? I think it's worth it. When you can be a blessing to other people that way, When you can be someone that is a sweet melody in the heart of someone that, you know what, needs to hear it. Cause there's a lot of people in the world, you know what they need today? They need to hear a sweet melody. You could be that melody. So let's go back to the garage. A car is souped up when it's tuned up, right? You got to do the work, change the plugs, change the wires set the timing, put in some good gas, God souped up because it's tuned up. A Christian is souped up when they let God tune them up for whatever song he desires to play with their life. So you know what the question is? Will you let him? Will you let God tune you? And when you, will you stay faithful when your heart strings... I'm being stretched. And you feel like, oh, not another turn, God. Not another turn. I can't take another one. I can't take another letdown. I can't take another heartache. I can't take another disappointment. I can't take another broken dream or broken promise. No, no more, no more. God knows exactly what He's doing. See, you know what faith says? Faith says... Stay with it. That's how you know if you have faith. You stay with it. Isn't faith really the foundation of our Christian life? Faith? Hey, what? Hebrews 11.6? Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Faith pleases God. So while God is tightening our strings, we're living in faith. And when you live in faith, you can go, God, not my will. But your will be done. Imagine every, 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 yep, that's easy for me to say. Every area of your life saying, God, not my will, but your will be done. Oh, that is perfect peace, a uh, pitch. That's perfect pitch. I know you might be able to say that in some areas, but not all. I can say it in some. Can I say it in all? Eh. Probably not yet. Probably no. But we're a work in progress. See, the things that we say here on New Hope Radio, they're not like, "Okay, do it all now." No. It's this is to let you know what God wants to do in your life. It's a process. It's a process. You know, if you think of a harp, right? How many strings on a harp? I don't know. A million. <laughs> Not really, but there's a lot of strings on a harp, 40, 50, I, pff, I don't know, a lot. So it takes a long time to tune a harp. It takes a long time to tune you, especially me, especially me. It takes a long time for God to tune me up, that's for sure. But when it's all said and done, you listen to that harp. What do you think of when you hear a harp play? You know what you think of? I'm going to tell you what you think of. Heaven. Right? Isn't the harp synonymous with heaven? We hear that, and we think of heaven. It's a heavenly sound. People have painted pictures of angels, baby angels, playing harps. It's not biblical. But that seems to be the connection, doesn't it? So if you let God tune all of your heart strings. It'll be like heaven. And you'll be like heaven to other people. And you know what? That's a great place to be. To know that you are a blessing to someone else. Will you let God tune you? Will you stay faithful? Don't jump off the potter's wheel. Live in faith Believe that God knows what he's doing. And when it's all said and done, he is going to play a beautiful melody with your life. And your life is going to bring joy to everybody that sees it. I mean, are you kidding me? Is that the most valuable place to be in life? I would say so. I would say that's like what the Christian life is all about. This is why we follow after Christ. We follow after Christ because this is the goal that we're looking for. This is the end result. Let God tune you up so he can soup you up. Listen, have I told you about the whole Club? Probably. (laughs) Get a devotional in your email box, Monday through Friday. Support New Hope Radio with $3 a week. Really? That's it? That's it? You want to do that? You want to get on board with us? Go to newhoperadio.live. Click the menu button. You'll see, join New Hope Radio. How to join. Fill out the info. Send in three bucks a week. Every Friday, just send in $3. That allows us to stay on the radio. I love being on this fine station. Okay? Hey, next time we're together, we're going to talk about fleece or faith. What does that mean? Well, join me tomorrow, 1230 Eastern Time, as we talk about fleece or faith. Which one do you work by? All right, that's it for today. I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.